Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's the Garnet Trust Hour. Spencer Rattler, Gamecocks quarterback, joining us in studios on your home of the Gamecocks. Welcome in, man. I know you said it's been a little while since you've done some live radio, but we're happy to have you. Uh, everything doing well, though? 107.5. Yeah, everything's been great. You know, off-season's going well with workouts and uh, throwing sessions and stuff like that. So uh, getting into the routine and just going at it every day. The game. All right, welcome in. Garnet Trust Hour. Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell alongside me and our special guest today, is Ethan Petrie from Gamecock Baseball. Thanks for being with us here on the Garnet Trust Hour on 107.5 The Game. Ethan, thanks for coming in this morning, man. Thank you. Uh, great opportunity for me. Yeah, outstanding. Uh, you're here on behalf, of course, of the Garnet Trust. Go check those guys out, garnettrust.com, and learn more about how you can connect with and support USC student-athletes. So uh, a lot to get into uh, here with Ethan on this Tuesday. Um, first of all, Ethan, uh First year at Carolina, tell us just how the experience has been so far for you in transitioning from the high school level to not only college, but the SEC, big-time baseball. Now, y'all haven't gotten into conference play yet, mm-hmm. but tell us how that transition's been for you. It's been great. I mean, uh, I love every bit of it. Uh, I, I just can't get enough of just playing baseball every day. You know, like, your body's tired, but you still have to drive to play every day, and I mean... Going from the high school level to the SEC level is a is a different caliber. I mean, I struggled in the fall and I struggled in the preseason, but I mean, something just clicked, and then I haven't looked back since. And I mean, all this preparation for this season has gotten me to where I am, and it's been, it's been amazing. I, I had this question for later, but you kind of led us right into it, man. So I read an article about how you had made some. I don't know, maybe kind of small tweak mm-hmm. um, when everything just kind of clicked for you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and, and what it was that and whose idea it was that kind of just got you going going into the season and you've carried that into the games as well? Yeah, Coach Lee and uh, Coach Kingston actually talked about uh, how, how uphill my swing was mm-hmm. and a lot of swing and misses, a lot of strikeouts. I mean, I had 12 strikeouts and 19 at-bats in the preseason and he ended up working on T-drills of going downhill to the ball. And naturally in the game, I still went uphill. But thinking of going downhill made my... Thinking of the downhill made my uh, swing go more uh, uphill mm-hmm. during the during the game. And, uh, and it actually, like, evened it out. So I found that happy medium. And it was nice. So what, what are you thinking when you're kind of... I mean, 12 strikeouts and 19 ABs... That's probably never happened in your entire life at any point. <laughs> yep. uh, were you? I know baseball is such a mental game. Um, where was your head at when you were in kind of that space? And then I know uh, in sports, like whenever you kind of have a breakthrough, you're just kind of like, okay, like we're we're good now, we're good now. Where where was kind of the the ups and downs of that going into this season? I mean, yeah, it was just it was just tough. I mean, I was just striking out every at bat. I was just trying to contribute any way I could. I mean, I got back on back at third and just kind of just played third as best as I could. You know, I, I couldn't let it affect me because, you know, I wanted to be there for the team. You know, uh, I knew I wasn't getting the opening day start. I mean, I didn't, it didn't really affect me. I, you know, I was 
excited to see my friends play and excited to watch baseball, you know. And, uh, I mean, 12 strikeouts ha- never happened. A hat trick never happened in my career. <laughs> but, you know, it, it ain't going to be my last one. And it actually happened during the season against Penn this year. And, you know, I just kind of just move on from it. You kind of mature. You kind of grow, you know. Like, as a young uh, young kid like me, you know, like, for all the guys out there like me, you know, just kind of just pay the course, you know. Like, it's just going to happen. You know, like, baseball is a really tough sport. You chose to pick one of the hardest sports, and and you just got to stay the course. When you – I want to go back to what you said earlier about uphill and downhill swings. So what, what do you mean by that? Just kind of go into a little more detail. Like, are you trying to – basically do too much with the ball yeah yeah basically what it is is like you're trying to lift the ball yeah you know you can't lift the ball it's coming in trying to hit it out yeah you can't lift the ball it's coming in 92 plus you know like (laughs) it's not gonna happen i mean in high school i could do that because the guys are kind of throwing slow so i can get behind it yeah but going downhill i gotta backspin it you know like because i had a trouble with that during batting practice this year where i would just hook balls you know and monty says hooking balls is like equivalent to a swing and miss in a game. So mm-hmm. so we worked on that, and we worked on just staying through the middle, you know, like hard line drives, and all of a sudden, just boom. All of a sudden, I just started hitting balls out. And you, you feel that like it was that quick, or that much of a of a light? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you ask Coach Kingston, I mean, it was just like maybe a week before the season, like when scrimmage is all wrapped up, mm-hmm. you know, like I knew, like, I had to support my team on all that stuff, and... Uh, it just my BP was just so much different. Like mm-hmm. the ball was just popping off my bat. You know, I was like, hey, "This might work." You know, yeah. and then I got my first at bat and I smacked one up the middle, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, this is working." I'm I'm curious these days how much technology is involved in baseball, and I, I know y'all have the system there where it shows the exit velocity, it shows the projected distance right off the bat. Um, how, how much has any of that played in? Like when, when you're doing stuff like that, is there any like tracking of your bat path and stuff like that or is it more just by Monty Lee like maybe eyeballing it and stuff like that uh coach Lee actually like has like this we play this game called uh barrels are hot and we mm-hmm. uh we have a, a certain exit velocity you have to get for a point and a certain exit angles so like mm-hmm. an exit angles like like where it comes out and he wants obviously 10 to 15 mm-hmm. is like the ideal one which is a hard low line drive you know because in games like where the wind's blowing in you're not going to be able to hit a ball out like that you know with mm-hmm. like but uh if we, that that helped with like just staying downhill and just backspinning balls really hard i, I know um launch angle is like mm-hmm. especially the last i don't know five ten years it's become like that buzzword everybody has their different opinions on that and uh, i think a lot of times people hear launch angle and they think like you know launch it like you're trying to hit a home run yep. at all times but uh, as far as y'all's philosophy at carolina and what you try to do it sounds like you're more you're trying to hit in that line drive um, window yep. of launch angle, basically. But then the home runs are gonna come from doing it the right way. Is that is that make is that? Yeah, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, like home runs are mistakes at the end of the day. I mean, if you just stay like stay on that that low line drive approach, right center gap, mm-hmm. what Monty teaches us, and it's just that's when everything clicks and you start hitting the ball hard and out. So in high school. Well, and you're still listed, actually, as a, I think you're listed, what, infielder slash pitcher? Yep. All right, so how much of a difference, in your opinion, is your skill set between a hitter and an infielder and, and a pitcher? Like, was it pretty close? Like, could it uh, be Honestly, uh, 
I just started pitching my senior year. Yeah. So like everything like was new to me, you know, like I always trained as a pitcher because my brother was a pitcher. So I used to work out with him and we used to uh like lift as a pitcher, you know. I didn't lift as a hitter. I was very flexible. I was very like I was very lean, you know, and I uh I I just got on the mound one day and I was just throwing hard and then I just kind of started pitching. I mean, I I don't know if the level was the same as a hitter cuz I've always been a hitter, but it was it was pretty close, I think. What what was your what was in the what's in the pitching repertoire? Uh it was, pitches. It you was said a, you threw hard, so you have fastball. Yeah, fastball, curveball, <laughs> slider and a changeup. Okay. Yeah, so I had a four-pitch four, mix. Four-pitch mix? Yeah, four-pitch <laughs> mix. That's pretty good for someone who's just getting up there. I'll just go goof off. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, my summer coach was a uh, big league uh, pitcher, Jim Osting, and he uh, he helped me out a lot with pitching, you know, like over the years because I always pitched like one or two innings, but I never like fully bought into it. Right. And then all like, like senior year, I started buying into it and kind of opened some eyes for people. What were you throwing? How hard? Uh, I hit like 96 one time, like. One or two times, but I was like more in the 92, 94 range. Yeah, yeah. So uh, playing some outfield, what uh, what what is that? Did, did you did you play all over growing up? Or uh, yeah, I kind of played you... all over, but uh, more in the infield. Uh huh. You know, and uh, played a couple innings in right field, a couple innings in center one time. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's been a big adjustment. You know, it's a humbling adjustment for sure. You know, because. The sun is bad, and yeah. <laughs> and you know it's it's different than a fly ball at third base or like first base. But uh, I mean, I've I've been trying to I've been working really hard at it, and I'm trying to keep going at it. Can you maybe for the people listening? Can you like put them in your shoes out there here? Because I I feel like when you make that jump, sweat to college ball, man. I mean, these fly balls, these pop ups, far higher than most any fly ball yep. you see in high school. The line drives the way, especially if you get hit one that's like hit right yeah, at those you. Those are the can't, worst. I've gotten a couple of those, and I've had to jump up and grab them because I took a wrong read. <laughs> yeah, and you're you're having to. I mean, I'm sure the lighting is an adjustment as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how, uh, in some ways, you're kind of learning on the fly. I know yep. you're putting a lot of work into it off the field, like out of games. But mm-hmm. some sometimes I feel like you're going to see different uh, angles and different hooks from a ball. Um, and I think over time you're going to say, oh, I've seen that spin before. But yep. what has that been like kind of learning on the fly a little bit out there? It's been great. I mean, uh, I love playing right field at our stadium because, like, you know, you hear the fans tell you where the ball is. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know where to, you know where, you know where it's going to be. <laughs> but, like, the other day uh, we were playing Clemson at Fleur Field, and they're, uh, they're kind of like a replica of the Fenway Park Stadium. Yeah. And I didn't realize how far the line was from me, and I ended up getting uh, – uh, Made it, I made an error on a ball that was uh, a tough ball, but uh, you know I, I got to realize that. And but it was it's just it's just humbling, you know. Like the ball sliced or for righties, and then the topspin liners from lefties are tough. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've had to go like die for some balls. You know, like it's pretty cool, but uh, learning on the fly is pretty tough. So, so you've gotten kind of used to the to the Founders Park right field because I I feel like that at least you kind of have a straight line there if you're playing left field. And founders, it has that like jut out yep. almost. Yep. You don't have to deal with that at least. Yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten used to founders, but you know, I'm trying to get used to other parks. You know, like mm. like during like IO, I kind of just like see the dimensions of the field and kind of feel for the field. We're gonna take a break real quick. Come back on the other side. Talk more with Gamecock baseball's Ethan Petrie. You listen to the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. 
Broadcasting live from the Herndon Chevrolet Studios. This is 1075 The Game. A great selection of new Chevys is available now at Herndon Chevrolet. The lot is packed with inventory and more is on the way. So shop your hometown Chevy dealer today. Stop by or shop online today and see why Herndon Chevrolet makes you smile. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 1075 The Game. All right, back in the Garnet Trust Hour, 107.5 The Game. Chris Clark joined by Wes Mitchell, and our special guest in studio today is South Carolina baseball's Ethan Petrie. Roll through one segment with him already, talking about the progression of his game. Some cool insight, some inside baseball, really, pun intended, on uh, how he's kind of adjusted his swing and, and adjusted to the college game, obviously having a really good year for South Carolina. Let, let's change directions, a lot more baseball to talk. Let's go off the field, off the diamond real quick, and get to know you a little bit more uh, off the field. So first of all, Wes and I, we always talk food with everybody. All right, so give us just in general, it doesn't have to be places, but what do you like to eat and or do you cook? Do you dabble in cooking any? Uh, Sometimes, usually my roommate cooks for me. Oh, no, that's I, nice. Like yeah, he'll, I'll buy like the food and he'll cook like <laughs> a, a really good steak. That is outstanding. Who, who's yeah. the roommate? Let's go. Uh, Austin Williamson. Okay. Okay. He's a great Pitcher. kid. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great kid. That's outstanding. I, so is, is steak the favorite or whatever? Yeah. Whatever? Steaks. Not steaks favorite, but chicken wings is my favorite. But obviously <sighs> we can't make chicken wings. But. Yeah. Well, you could. Yeah. Yeah, but it's too much work. Yeah, too much work. You're not yeah. trying to cut the wings. And yeah, then the like, cutting is oh, awful. Like yeah. you get like the arthritis in your hand trying to cut <laughs> the wings. Yeah, my mom does that. But yeah, how uh, so? How big is nutrition? In baseball, are we at the point where that's like a big focus, or, or, or not really? Yeah, it, it's a pretty big focus. I mean, like my roommate, he's a he's huge on nutrition. He's really healthy. You know, I try to follow that, but you know, it's pretty tough because you're always now, like especially now, because you're on the road. But you got to make yeah. sure you eat. Yeah, you lose a lot of weight during the season, and uh, uh, you got to stay hydrated. Like our, our nutritionist has like a little like uh, peak at gauged as like. Shows if you're hydrated or not. So, like, you know, like, you're always held accountable for that. And you always want to pee green instead of yellow or red. But, uh, you know, nutrition is huge in baseball. And you always want to stay healthy. And, you know, you never want to be tired playing a game. So, you got to make sure you get your calories and all that. You were uh, pointing out here in our studio, one of our little mixing board sliders has a little Darth Vader 3D printed. Are you a Star Wars guy? Yeah, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. I, I kind of yeah. gathered that. Yeah. All right, give us some Star Wars takes. I'm going to be, like, out of this convo because I don't – you have to go talk to Jay Phillips on the halftime show, big Star Wars guy. Wes, do you know anything about Star Wars? Well, I'll say this. I've, I have watched uh, The Mandalorian. Yeah, I just, watched, I, I just watched the new episode. Okay. It came out yesterday. Yeah, so not, I'm not, like, an old-school Star Wars fan, never really got into it. But I feel like some of the new stuff, like that new – The Mandalorian, I thought was really, really good. And then the other one – I can't remember which the one. The Book of Boba Fett. Uh, I haven't seen that one. What's the other one? Uh, there's another one on Disney Plus. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But are you are you into to all of them? Are you into the movies? You're into uh, every single everything? one. Every, every single one of them. Yeah. So like, all in on the nerd. Star yeah. Wars even stuff. like the, even like the animated ones. Like I I love them. And everyone's like, I can't watch the animated ones. I'm like, it's it's just whole. It's all part of it. I mean, you can see how like uh, Anakin Skywalker falls to the dark side in like seven seasons. It's it's awesome. Give, give us okay. So what's your ranking? I don't know. There's so many different kinds, like you said. There's new stuff, the old stuff, the animated stuff. But like, what's your maybe, okay? What's your favorite? How about that? What's your favorite? I'll go with yeah. uh, Revenge of the Sith, the movie. Okay, for sure. And one. then I would say Return of the Jedi, which is two. And then uh, uh, I would say like 
the Mandalorian or the Book of Boba Fett would be like three. Like that's just a great show, you know, a lot of characters in it. And then obviously Empire Strikes Back, New Hope's last, you know, like the New Hope. But it sets up everything, but it's just kind of like boring, you know, yeah. kind of fall asleep to it every time. But uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's so many shows that I've watched. <laughs> yeah. But then the Clone Wars and then the Tech. Attack of the Clones, and then Phantom Menace, then that that was a comprehensive, that was a comprehensive uh, list. Rundown. There, that could be yeah. on like Rotten Tomatoes or something. I yeah, like, but uh, yeah, so, I've, well, I've seen so many of them. I mean, I've watched them so many times. I grew up with it. Even Marvel too. I'm a huge Marvel fan. Oh, okay. See, yeah, I, I like the. What's the favorite? You don't have to give the full list. What's your favorite Marvel movie? Is I would say. One? I would say. Uh, there's so many good ones too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Endgame. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, in game or like one of the Thors. Okay, oh, wow, yeah. I really like Thor. Yeah, Thor. Thor's... How about you? What was your favorite? <sighs> I don't know, man. I I mean, in game, and I, I mean, I liked Infinity War. Yeah. as well. Like, I just hate, I hated the. Uh, I don't like that one. Really, it's kind of like the Return of uh, Revenge of the Sith, but like on steroids, where it's yeah. like everyone dies. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, half of everybody died. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. So, uh, on, on the, you haven't really had that SEC road trip experience yet, but mm. are you, do you have the iPad when, when you're going on long trips? Like, are you watching stuff like this or, or what's the, what's the entertainment as you're getting on a trip or what's it going to be, I guess, when you get to take some of these long trips? Yeah. I kind of just play, uh, play some games, you know, I play like Fruit Ninja and then I'll just like, and I'll watch, I just watched The Mandalorian yesterday, the whole trip, so yeah. I, kinda, I use my phone, I don't use an iPad because I don't yeah. have an iPad, but yeah. you know, I just watch tons of shows, you know, and just, I need to get a pair of headphones, but. <laughs> oh, so you're the guy that has their, there's just blaring like blaring? Like, I don't like, have it blaring because <laughs> I have the subtitles, so I, kinda, <laughs> I have it like real low, but you know, I don't really like using headphones, but you know, I kind of like watching it out loud instead of watching it on the headphones. Do you have a game day like routine when you get to the stadium, home, away, whatever, wherever it may be? Like, do you have a bunch of stuff that you're doing? Uh, Not really. I mean, yeah. I kind of just kind of go out there and just, you know, not think about it too much. You know, that's what I used to do. And I used to hit like for 30 minutes before the game. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. like I'm striking out three times. Like, what's the point of that? You know, I just, <laughs> I just ruined my body just, and then I kind of took advice from Cole Messina where he was just like, take his least amount of swings as you can, just hit with a team. And ever since that, that's when everything started going uphill. So no, no superstitions, no just nope, no weird really. baseball. You know, baseball people are supposed to be weird. You got, no, you got nothing. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess I wear a cup every game. Well, that, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I was hoping you had something. To, do you, all right, do yeah. you uh, – do you jump the line or do you touch the line? Oh, I jump over the line. Okay, have you ever sure. touched it? You never, no, never touched never, the line. Never. Okay, ever, ever. Like, even when we're doing the natural anthem, I wouldn't, I wouldn't step on the line. Yeah, I feel like that's the oldest baseball rule in existence. Yep. You, you never, you never touch the line. Um, hey, all right, I, I got a question. What and this on? You know, you, you know, you're getting older and older when you just don't know what stuff means or what trend. <laughs> you don't know what trends are. What is the double when y'all when y'all hit a double? What is this move? Oh, it, it, yeah. Cole, Cole Messina made it up, and we just kind of follow along with it. And he's like, it's just, it's just everyone thinks it's so funny. Like last night, I hit that uh, double, and uh, the second baseman for Upstate was like, 
that's a pretty that's a pretty good that's a pretty good dance moves. <laughs> and I was just like started laughing. Like it's pretty awesome. So it's just something to keep it light, keep it Yeah, like nothing like crazy like like Clemson does with like their I don't even know what they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were doing some they took it to the next level. Yeah, it was like some of those. hardcore. I was like, oh my it, gosh. it was extreme. And then they they got mad. So you, you probably saw the clip of the homer that Messina hit out. That oh, they were not happy. Yeah, it and it just landed yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> um, and one of you could see in Clemson's dugout from the one camera angle on social media, and one of the players is yelling at him to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, run. That was yeah, yeah. Was that, <laughs> that one of the best bat flips you've seen? Like, the, oh, one hundred percent. Because he like he turned straight to the dugout and is like, "I'm not going to use words I can't use on air." But it's just like, <laughs> yeah, that, that was a moment. Yeah, right yeah. I, him and Gavin Cassis have are professional bat flippers. <laughs> yes, sure. epic. Yeah, yeah. Cassis is number one on my list, though. Like, he's just like, now's the time to save thirty percent on wedding jewelry only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He knows it. Like, it's awesome. He hits the ball so hard. <laughs> What about your bat flip game? Uh, it's not that good. You know, I kind of just <laughs> keep a classy and just kind of start walking. I I did flip one against the uh, pen. Yeah, it's just it was just a heated that. moment because it was just like umpire was calling balls and then the pitcher told me to get back in the box and then I, you know, kind of just you flip it at him a little bit or you just no no <laughs> that's what, uh, Caleb Denny does that <laughs> <laughs> kind of lay it down towards yeah. the pitcher a little bit. Well, if you're gonna flip it, it's got to go out. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, you cannot. Then Kingston's yelling at you, and you're probably on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> we're not running. Yo, the bat flip where it doesn't go out, just yeah. a fly out. Yeah, yikes! I've seen. I feel like Josh Donaldson does that. Like guys do that in the league, and then it's. Yeah. I mean, it's such a bad look. Though. Yeah, you, you can probably look up top 100 bat flips that don't go out <laughs> on YouTube. Probably a video. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. I, uh, I think. Uh, what What do you think of baseball? And kind of, I feel like there's this this kind of break between super old school purists, and there's like, you know, it's got to be by the <laughs> by the book. Yeah, yeah, these yeah. unwritten rules, basically. And then there's kind of the new school, like, all right, it's supposed to be fun as well. How how do y'all kind of walk that line? You know, you said you like to keep it classy, but at the same time, I think energy and kind of team camaraderie is, is important as well. Yeah, we all have like our different styles of play, and mm-hmm. uh, I play kind of the old school because that's how I grew up. You know, I grew up uh, being taught the old school way. You know, do everything right, like hit a pop fly to center, and you make sure you touch second base. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like no matter what it is, you always play hard and hustle. And a lot of guys like that on our team. You know, like a lot of guys just work hard. You know, like hard nosed baseball players. Mm-hmm. 
When you um, you mentioned earlier about how the upstate game recently, the second baseman said something about the celebration. Like, wh- what's kind of the the deal with getting to first, or even when you play infield? Like, do you talk to people if you're playing infield? Do you yeah, say I, kinda, stuff? I kind of read the room. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, 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 I read the room. Right, what do we got here? <laughs> yeah, I, I make sure like he's having a good day. You know, like I'm like, you know, you're having a good day today. You know, like you're like two for, two for three. You know, having a good day. You just walked. It's pretty pretty nice, and you just like. Start a conversation, you know. You ever had any anybody be, you know, just mean to you when uh, you tried to talk? No, no I that's pretty good. Yeah, everyone's pretty nice, you know. You know, I like I said, I read the room, so I make sure I don't talk to anybody. I think you know is not not nice. I feel like I would have loved to, you know, in my alternate reality where I could actually be a baseball player and make <laughs> MLB. Like my goal would be just getting to first and talk to Freddie Freeman. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, Freddie's a talker too. Yeah, like he's yeah having, just to see what he says. He's having like a full dinner conversation. I feel like with uh, <laughs> making with reservations. Yeah, I'll go like with, you know how are the kids. Um, <laughs> do you watch a lot of MLB or or not? Oh really? yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm a Rays fan because I grew up in Tampa. I'm Rays, Lightning, Bucks fan. Yeah, so not, all all of the above. Oh yeah, all of the above. What uh, what'd you think of Tom Brady retiring uh, <laughs> for good? Maybe. Uh, no? I mean, I, I I wish he would come back, but. You know, it was a little overdue. Yeah. You know, and he, uh, great guy, you know, did a lot for the team, you know, and hopefully the next quarterback kind of picked his brains. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. hopefully take us to the playoffs again. But, you know, it's kind of rebuilding now. It's kind of Talking about MLB players, who who do you, do you have anybody that you model your game after that you really, or, or just really like watching? I really like watching uh, Pete Alonzo mm-hmm. and uh, Austin Riley, you know, like they, Big, strong frame power hitters, you know, like they can, and they're pretty athletic for their size. All right, we're going to take another quick break. Back on the other side with Ethan Petrie from Gamecock Baseball. You're listening to the Garnet Trust Hour. Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. All right, back in on the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Thanks for rolling along with us today. Chris Clark here in studio with you with Wes Mitchell and Gamecock Baseball's Ethan Petrie. Ethan, so we were talking about, you know, growing up in Tampa. How did you end up at South Carolina? I know everybody kind of has their story. Uh, what was the recruiting process like for you? I know uh, highly ranked and perfect game I saw. So what uh, what was that process like for you to end up here? So I actually uh, I have a pretty cool story. I mean, I was committed to USF. Mm-hmm early my sophomore year you know it was I wanted to stay home you know my parents loved it my my dad went there and I had a, a really good uh like opportunity to play there and and like I as I as I like my career went on I like I feel like I was like I need I need to play in the SEC you know <laughs> like I need that I need and then I talked to my uh my head coaches of uh, my summer team and and I ended up like I ended up opening my recruitment, and right away uh, I got a call from Monty from Clemson, oh. and so he he was recruiting me. And then after that, like I had a call with Kingston mm-hmm. and a couple other schools, and uh, you know, it was he didn't make the decision tough. You know, like he was just welcoming. You know, like he he knew how to recruit. Like he was like a great guy. I see how kids develop there, and I was like. I want to be there, you know? Mm. So, like, all the decisions besides that were, like, easy. You know, like, I was like, I want to go here. Mm. No matter what anybody else offered me, I want to go there. You know, like, it was it was great. And, uh, you know, it was tough because to open up your recruitment, you got to 
got to take a risk, you know, like take a risk on yourself. And, you know, it's, it's, it's frowned upon, but, you know, like sometimes it's, sometimes it's not the right fit, you know, and uh, I'm glad I did it. And it was just great. You know, I love this place. Yeah, it seems like uh, baseball recruiting is a little bit different than like football recruiting. Uh, like we cover football recruiting, it's like a guy commits doesn't really mean anything. The coaches are still <laughs> other coaches are like recruiting the heck out of them. They're yeah. taking visits and stuff like that. Baseball, it seems like there's like kind of unwritten rules there where if you're committed, everybody kind of keeps their distance, and then you have to if you're going to look at other schools you have to literally like open it up and say, Hey, I'm uncommitted now. Is that yeah. the case? Yeah, that's how it works. I mean, you watch football players are like hashtag hundred percent committed. And then <laughs> three days later, they're committed to someone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, so, uh, how did the process work for you as far as like the camps and the rankings and all that stuff? Did you go to a bunch of the different showcases and stuff like that? Girl, uh, I did not. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have, summer coaches that I had in uh, <clears throat> like during the summer and they knew they had a lot of connections and mm-hmm. they helped me out a lot. You know, I kind of just performed in the summer. Like I didn't go to camps. I didn't go to showcases, you know, like that's, uh, that wasn't my thing. And I ended up worked out. Yeah. <laughs> ended up coming here. So when, when Monty got here, did he say something to you about turning him down when he called you at Clemson? Uh, he no, he never said anything about it, but he just said he recruited me. That's it. Um, all right, so you were telling us earlier, we'll get back to baseball, but you're a broadcast, or what are you, broadcast journalism major, or what, what's your major? Uh, sport, mass, mass communications, communications major, yep. and you've got a minor in sports, sports, media. sports media, yeah, so what do you want to do after baseball? Uh, I kind of want to be something like this, you know, I want to yeah. talk about sports, you know, argue about sports sometimes, you know, and, <laughs> oh, there uh, you go. and uh, you know, kind of just take my career wherever it, it takes, you, you know, and, uh, and, I love talking about sports. You know, I can talk about sports all day and, you know, relate sports to anything, you know, like also talk about, talk about kids about like Star Wars, (laughs) you know, like what's their favorite movie and all that stuff. You know, I I enjoy that stuff. So do you, do you like arguing with your buddies or your teammates about sports? Like do you have, have, what, give us a good hot take. You have some hot takes (sighs) on sports that gets you in arguments with people? Um, I honestly don't. You know, it kind of comes up on the fly when I'm like we're okay. talking about stuff, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "All right, well, give it's us, not that good." What what can we put him on the spot on for a sports take? I don't know, but what what what's your <laughs> other than baseball? Do you follow other sports close? What's your second favorite sport? Uh, probably football. Okay, all right, yeah. so we can work off of that. Um, did you did you have any Gamecock football takes from any opinions? No, uh, uh, no, I I just started watching them this year, so. Okay, so did did you go to a bunch of the games? Did you yeah, I went to every single one. Student of them. section. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Did uh, all right Tennessee <laughs> game, Carolina wins. Did you did you bust out there on? Did you sprint out there on the field? What was that like? That was awesome. I mean, it was like experience. I still have it on my phone on video. It was awesome. Like I experience, I'll never forget. Do uh, what? What do you think of Shane Beamer and what he's kind of doing? He actually the- came in the other day to talk to us. Uh, I was like. It was awesome. It was like seeing like a celebrity, like when I was like five, you know, yeah. like I was like, this guy's awesome, dude. And he came and talked to us and hyped us up for the Clemson series. And, and then like he came out and threw the first pitch. Mm-hmm. Great guy. You know, like I can just see the way he coaches the team and he's a great dude. He's turned it around for them for sure. What what was his message to y'all other than just like beat the crap out of Clemson? What, <laughs> what was he uh, saying to you? He was kind of just stay calm, mm-hmm. you know, like 
you knew like you know going in there you're the better team. So like he said that to his football kids as well and and it just kind of just like was just like basically around that and uh he was just hyping us up, you know, like you're better than them, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then it says, go beat their butts, you know. <laughs> we got to spend some time on that series because that, that was a big one. That's mm-hmm. a really important one. Well, first of all, how, when did you kind of grasp how big that rivalry was? Because a lot of people who aren't even Clemson or South Carolina fans think it's one of the best, if not the best baseball rivalries in the country. Uh, when I uh, stepped foot on the field for the first time <laughs> at first base, yep, I look up and it's just all orange. And I'm like, <laughs> and then the first pitch of the game, they hit a home run, and that place erupted. And I'm like, "This is gonna be hard. This is <laughs> yeah. gonna be a tough series." And and then we kind of just stuck to it. You know, we had a tough loss Friday, and we were just getting beat down by the fans. You know, like emotionally draining us. And then all of a sudden, like we go back to Fleur Field, and our our fans showed out, and like it was just like all ours after that. And then obviously Sunday was just full house. Mm-hmm. And we just dominated the whole game. So on Saturday in Greenville, what did you when you looked out Friday? You saw all orange up at Doug Kingsmore. What did you think of the crowd split on Saturday? I thought it was pretty, really cool. You know, it was kind of like they had our backs, and then their fans had their backs. Yeah. You know, like they would get a hit, their fans would erupt. Yeah, we would get a hit, and their fans would erupt. It was like awesome. Like it was just like a back and forth kind of thing. On that Friday, you know, you mentioned how it was emotionally draining. Did you just did y'all walk out of that game just saying, man, we just did not play very well? I mean, no, we walked out of there like they they snuck one, like snuck away with one, you know, like yeah. and that's why they celebrated so much on the field, like you know, like talking all that crap <laughs> to us, and uh, you know, like kind of just, you know, it just it was like like we were just like we're hungry, you know, yeah. we're hungry again, you know, you can't win every game in baseball, you can't go fifty six and oh, you know, yeah, it's like almost impossible. You know? Yeah, right. And and so we were just like hungry and we're like, all right, back to Greenville at 745 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, how, I mean, I think you got to look at that Saturday game. I know it's going to be a long season, but um, it's an early, I feel like that's an early like momentum builder because y'all lost Friday and then you're kind of, you know, you're struggling through the game Saturday a little bit. You're looking for that big knock and then y'all get it. And it's it's funny in baseball how an entire series can just turn. And it was like once it once it did, y'all played well the rest of the game Saturday, and then y'all carried it over into Sunday. And it's like you look at that series, and for for the first maybe ten, eleven, twelve innings, you know, it's everything's going Clemson's way. So yeah. what what was that like? Could y'all could y'all feel it in the dugout when it kind of switched on, on Saturday and everything kind of went your way from there? Yeah. Well, Saturday we were just getting really unlucky. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was actually talking to Jack Mahoney. I was like, all we need is momentum. You know, mm-hmm. like that team is so momentum driven over there. If we kill that momentum, then we just, we're up from there. Mm-hmm. Like, and all of a sudden, you know, we smack around some hits, you know, like, and then I remember Hornung gets up and he's like a one, two count and he smashes a ball. And I was like, that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, after that, everything switched on and there's no looking back from there. And all of a sudden, like, I, these recent games are, have been just, we've been lighting it up, you know. And then Sunday was like batting practice almost at times for that stretch. Yeah, I mean, there, th- there were, what, four or five balls that almost went out that did. Yeah, a lot of balls were uh, 
hit hard. Square the wind, up. the wind was kind of pushing yep. them back in, but mm-hmm. there was no wind. I mean, that, that game could have got really out of hand. <laughs> yeah, we were saying there. There's probably 15 runs scored in that game if if the wind if the yeah. wind's blowing out a little bit, little yeah. bit, just a, even just a yeah. little bit. If even if there's no wind, those yeah. I think those balls get out. <laughs> like those balls are crushed. Yeah. We're going to uh, take one more break, come back on the other side, one more segment with Gamecock Baseball's Ethan Petrie. You're listening to the Garnet Trust Hour on 107.5 The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. All right, back in studio here on 107.5 The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour. Chris Clark and Wes Mitchell joined with our special guest, Ethan Petrie from Gamecock Baseball. One more segment with Ethan. We've been talking about the season so far and uh, his first year here in Columbia. Appreciate you joining us, Ethan. So, like I said, one more segment here. I, I want to go back to high school one more time and ask you about something. So you're six four two thirty ish. Is that about right? Yeah, two twenty five, two thirty. So one thing I noticed, Wes, I was also looking at Ethan's perfect game profile. Um, we like going back and looking at data from things. You you got some speed. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I I I worked on speed a lot. Yeah. My junior year, I don't know why, but I just kind of did it, and I kind of, <laughs> I kind of became, fa- good- <laughs> I kind of became faster. You know, like I wanted to be a more of an athlete yeah. at third, and uh, you know, I I kind of lost some speed this year because I kind of gained some more right. weight. You know, I've been listed as a hitter instead of a pitcher, so I'm not as flexible and as explosive. Well, I think I'm as explosive, but like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, you know, it's just. I don't know if I'm as quick as I was in that because mm-hmm. I was a little bit lighter in that. But, uh, you know, I, I think I can move a little bit. 32 steals as a senior? <laughs> I think I, I think really? I said. Yeah. 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 I had a, I had a pretty good reads on, on the pitchers, you know. Like, <laughs> I didn't get thrown out once, I don't think. And, uh, you know, I, I had the green light every time. And Let me – then you took it. <laughs> yeah, I took it. So, they're just like, if you see it, you can you can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, and – Wes, here's another one. Okay, so your 60 time was good, too. His split, 10-yard split, 1.63. That's really good. That's like NFL combine. Yeah, well, well, one of my uh, trainers back home, he uh, he uh, worked on me with my my split time. Like, yeah. make sure I get off the line quick. Right. And that's probably why I ran a 6.7, because I'm not, not super fast, but <laughs> I knew how to start. You know, I think that's yeah. why I, I was able to steal a lot of bases, because I knew how to start. You got good you know? jumps, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we we uh, we actually met with a speed guy. I guess that was a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he was telling us how important, whether it's sixty, forty, whatever, that ten yard split is um, incredibly important to even to what your final time is going to be. Yep. Um, and just uh, knowing how to start, knowing how to get going, is, is huge with that. So, uh, so that's cool, man. And I, I guess um, moving forward, um, I, I guess base running or stealing base is probably not going to be. A huge part of your game, <laughs> yeah, in not, South Carolina, yeah, yeah, not not so much. You know, I get the good dirt ball reads and everything, but uh, yeah, you know, no, yeah. no need to risk getting out. No green know? lights anymore. <laughs> no, no green lights anymore. If he gives, if Kingston gives me the steal sign, I'll I'll take it. But yeah, you know, but we got Wimmer for that. <laughs> there you go. How how much better are the pitchers at this level than what you saw in high school? I know the answer is a lot better, but like, try to give us a sense. Uh, like. Uh, Florida high school baseball is pretty yeah. pretty stacked. You know, I face I face a couple guys that are ninety five. You know, like they're solid. But uh, yeah. I mean, some of these pitchers know how to pitch. Mm-hmm. Like that that pin series, they had arms after arms after arms just throwing mm-hmm. at us, and I was like, 
okay. This is gonna, <laughs> this is what's gonna be like from now on, you know, like yeah. And it's a, it's a tough adjustment, but uh, you know, like you just gotta gotta stay the course. You know, the more reps you get, the better you'll get. SEC arms coming soon. Yep. How? Uh, I mean, you even said it when you picked Carolina playing in the SEC. Yep. A big part of that. How excited are you to, as an athlete, as a competitor, to, to test yourself and kind of face um, some arms that, you know, a Friday SEC guy yep. is probably going to be playing some type of professional baseball. <laughs> how, how excited is that? Are you for that? I'm really excited. You know, as a young athlete, you know, I got I to gotta be more competitive than him. You mm-hmm. know, like I got I to gotta want it more than him and, uh, you know, because that could mean I'm on top, you know, like I'll, I'll end up on top if I just want it more than him. And I'm really excited for that because, you know, I want to test myself, you know, and that test is a really tough test, you know, and I've been studying all, all my life. So yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to test myself. Do, do you think that Friday Clemson game gets y'all a little bit, um, just a little glimpse of what the atmosphere is going to be like when you take these road SEC tests? Absolutely. I mean, I don't think it will be as bad because, what happened with the transfers and all that, but mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna see, we're gonna hear some a lot of stuff, and then we're gonna hear a lot of energy in the stadium, <laughs> and we had to just tone it out and just breathe. What was uh, another celebration question? All right, so so Dylan Brewer, who came over from Clemson, was that just like a, a pointing to the logo when he hit that double uh, that day? I'm not or sure. Even know? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Really I don't know what that one was. Yeah, that was that. I don't know what he does. <laughs> McGillis does that too. It's like a. They like that. I don't know. They're opening it up like a box or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. What, what is uh, what is the uh, like chef's kiss? Well, where, where does oh, that come Gavin, from yeah. originally? Oh, you got to ask Gavin that because uh, he's he does it every time. It's, I think it's so funny. It just makes me laugh every time. I think it's like the chef kiss emoji, may, or the little the little this thing emoji, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's saying it's like perfection. I just yes. had a yeah. bomb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah. You got to get a signature move if you thought know, about. Man. Yeah, I mean, I have my roommate Austin. Me and him go up and like, you know, like, pat elbows. Okay, there you go. <laughs> What's your walk up song? Uh, Check Yourself by uh, Ice Cube. Okay, that's a good one. How had we, how we close in on that one? Uh, my dad's a huge NWA fan, and okay. uh, my freshman year of high school, I had it. So like, I kind of like want to. Okay. Freshman year of high school, freshman year of college, yeah. you know, have the same walk up song. Last cu- last couple minutes here with you, Ethan. Uh, let, let's go back. One thing I wanted to make sure we hit on is you obviously had an opportunity to go pro right out of high school if you would if you would have wanted to go that route. So what was that process like, and how did you make that decision? You know, it was it was pretty an easy decision. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's there's nothing better than playing a college baseball. You know, like having an education, knowing that you could if baseball ends, you have something that you can work for. You know, like you can get money. You know, like you you go professional. You you, you got to go back to college. And I don't want to do that when I'm like 28, 29 years old, you know. Right. And uh, so it, it was a pretty easy decision. You know, uh, I had my mom and dad talk to about it. But, uh, you know, I had to go through all this, this scouting stuff. And, you know, it wasn't a waste of time because now they know me. But, uh, you know, like it was just it was a great opportunity to see all of these players and how, like, hard they work too and how they're on, like, the same level as me. But... I just thought I was too young to be in that situation, you know, go out there as a young 18-year-old kid and just play in front of, like, nobody and instead of playing here in the SEC baseball and just crowds erupting when you hit, even if you get hit. <laughs> right. 
Well, and I think people sometimes forget too. It's not like the NFL where you get drafted and you're oh you're an NFL player. Yeah, you're Process. riding you're riding a bus to a small town. You know, it's it's a grind to be a minor league baseball player. Yep. Um, whereas you're kind of I feel like college. Yeah, you're bettering yourself as an athlete, but there's a lot more. I would imagine just off the fit. Like you're growing as a person, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like you kind of you have to be really gritty to go out of high school. You know, like you got to want it so bad. And I mean, I I wanted it obviously, but uh, I mean, it was just like I'm 18. You know, like I I need I need to experience more of baseball. You know, I got to learn the game more. I even still have to learn the game more today. You know, like there's always something I got to improve on. You know, and I want to be a 21-year-old going into minor league ball instead of an 18-year-old. Yeah, good thoughts there. So, uh, Ethan, it's been really fun, man. Appreciate you joining us here on the Garnet Trust Hour on 107.5 The Game. Best of luck to you and your team the rest of the season. That'll do it for us today. Up next is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Thanks again to Ethan Petrie for joining us for the Garnet Trust Hour. Real quick, want to let you know about the easiest bracket contest ever. It's the 107.5 The Game Pick Your Team contest. Just come into Twin Peaks in the Vista on Thursday between 12 and 1 o'clock. Reach into a jar full of teams and pick out one that is your team throughout the entire tournament and then stick around and watch some hoops. The first 64 people to show up and grab a team are entered. The grand prize is USC baseball season tickets for the rest of the season. Also going to have some prizes from Columbia Craft Brewing, Little Pigs, the Gutterman Champion Defense, and so much more. It's the easiest bracket contest ever. The 107.5 The Game Pick Your Team Contest from your home of the Gamecocks and free stuff. 107.5 The Game. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.